0: I'm always thrilled uh, to be in the presence of my good friend Ron Harris and I say my good friend and I and I truly mean that Ron and I have been friends a long time and uh, we have a unique relationship and uh, when when he sees me or I see him the whoever sees the other one first will say there's my brother from another mother right there and we are we are we are brothers and we can joke like that because we are brothers and we are friends have been a long time, what an encouragement this guy has been to me he doesn 't even know some of the things that he has spoken into my life that have that have revolutionized my life. Recently, he said some things that he doesn 't even know what i 'm talking about, but recently he said some things that encouraged me in a, in a major way and uh, and i'm just i 'm always encouraged and blessed to be in his, in, in his presence and uh, we 've worked together for years and years uh, in various ministries. And uh, now God literally is allowing this guy. He is using him and Ron is traveling, not just around the United States, but but internationally. God is opening doors for him to go preach. There's just an anointing on his life. You're going to see it in a minute. I'm not trying to build him up, but I'll build up the Jesus that's in him and the spirit in which he operates. And a lot of you already know him. He's been here several times. He's a friend of this church. But uh, just kind of a quick intro to those of you that don't. Uh, This is my good buddy, Ron Harris, and he's going to be bringing the word today. And when he gets finished, and he's already asked me, what do we do at the end? And I said, whatever you feel like doing. Uh, I I told him that we're kind of used to that around here. Amen. We're kind of used to letting the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. And so Ron is just going to be led of the Spirit, however he feels that that needs to happen. But I wish you would. Uh, just so that you can decide You know some people when you have a new guest uh, They decide they're going to sit back and watch them And see how many balls they can juggle And they see if they can pull rabbits out of their hat And about 30 minutes in they decide I either like this guy or I don't Well the reason I give this intro Is for you to go ahead and decide that now So that you can just get with them And so you can kind of loosen up And kind of get yourself ready Why don't you put your hands together And welcome Ron Harris to the pulpit today Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise?
1: You may be seated Now I wanna say this, can you see this happening all across the country, colleges and universities? That's where we're going. We're not just hanging out, having a great time, but we're one undeniable demonstration of God's power. And if there's any place on earth that needs God, it is students that are transitioning from one step to the next. People that are transitioning from one job to the next that transition sometimes is a gap and that gap oftentimes comes with a great fog. Some of us get it. We try to get over it. We try to buy some medicine. For some of us, it's called senioritis. We can't shake it. But what it is, what senioritis is, literally is this. It is depression. Because when you don't know where you're going to go and what you're going to do, How many of you know it doesn't make you feel good inside? You line somebody up like a bird dog and tell them to go fetch, they are gone. And we're believing for God for young people not just to just accept Christ. I mean, that's great, but to be equipped and trained and and, and to understand who they are, where they're going, how they're going to get there, who their friends are going to be. So that mentoring program that Asbel, literally the Lord spoke that into my spirit last year as I sat down at the table with her. And what I said was Trinity Fellowship is a natural church to be a partner. Why? Because you go there, number two, you know who they are. Number three, you know the leadership. There ain't no funky stuff going to happen. But to get a hold of a young person's life. See, the bus ministry used to be big and now people, you know, it's not, you know, insurance is so high. I mean, for you to have a van costs you twice as much. I ran an after school program. I understand that. And so it's going to another level. Everybody say a level up dot com right there. (laughs) But I am so happy to be here. That was not premeditated. I had no idea. We had no idea. But I just felt like that's going to set the table, not just for me, but for this church. Because I'm not here on my own agenda. But because the reality is I can't do anything by myself. But the word that dropped, dropped into my spirit as we began, this pastor extended the invitation many, many months ago. This is one man of God that plans. He said, "Ron, next year, this time." And when he said that, the Lord said, "Here's the word." You know what that word? It's one word. Everybody say, "Recognize." When when I was growing up back in the day, back in the hood, back up in the day, you used to jump, skip rope, and eat flips, and you know, kind of get. You know, they said, "You better recognize." You know what I'm talking about. But I began to look at this word and it began to permeate my soul. And it's not just a word. It's a kingdom word. In light of what's going on in our culture right now, in our community, what's going on locally, globally, governmentally. Is this word recognize? It is a Greek word, gnosko, which is to learn, to know, to come to know, to acknowledge, to perceive or to understand. In the New Testament, it appears over 205 times. So you know it's important. It is to identify something or someone or something in someone that that having you have encountered before. Something in someone or something having you have encountered before. Right? Now, I know how many mothers we have in this house. Raise your hand. You can see the back of your child's head in the middle of a crowd on TV. And you can... Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's Bobby right there. I saw the back part of his shirt in the back of his head. I know that dimple. Recognize. And I began to think about, wow, that, that is one of the most... Difficult times in history is to recognize. And and I begin to think back in in the book of Joshua, one of the most critical times in history, because if he drops the ball, we're in big trouble right now. He can't drop the ball. There there are defining moments in history. And if you recognize some of the most defining times in, in your personal history are coming. Because what you think that has happened only got you where you need to be so you can recognize where God wants you to be. Everybody say, "Uh uh-huh. You better recognize. There's one thing about a businessman I've learned. They recognize a good deal. Some of us go, well, that's scary. Uh, I don't know if I can do that or not. A good businessman or woman goes, that's a good deal right there. We're going to take that one and all the rest you got. And in the kingdom of God, if we begin to do that and begin to recognize what God has for us, we don't just move from 500, we move to 5,000. We don't just move to having a position, now you own the business, that is in position to move the ball forward. Can I say, "Uh uh-huh? So today, we're going to really begin to ponder and peel back the opportunity that we have in the word, recognize. If you recognize the power of God that is in you, you would be amazed at the things that you could accomplish. When we begin to look at the word of God, we begin to look at a time in history. We're thinking, well, wait a minute. Uh, we can't do that. Well, why can't we? You start thinking of all the things you can't do. But if you recognized some things and, and Joshua did that. And I also want to tell you, pastor, you have played such a major role in my life, even in my pastoral preparation to be tactitious. I want to thank you for that. If you had not gone to his leadership class, you need to sign up quick. We've moved from just being a ministry in one place at one time to now being Multifaceted. We're in six locations over close to 5,000 kids a year. We're getting ready to go do crusades in every single city. And we're going to sing that song right there. Lord, you're holy. And we ain't backing down. And if we can't sing that, we ain't coming. We're good. I can be friends with you until it starts costing you something. Then we can't be friends no more. But the reality is, is that God has positioned me But God has not only positioned me, God has positioned you. And in in the book of Joshua, we we, we have to look at this because this is the moment here that crystallizes a lot of things for a lot of people. It says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, he said, Isn't that interesting how that's positioned? He begins to say, after the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, then he starts telling him who he belongs to. Then he gave him his position. Have you thought about that? He said, now, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to dig into this a little bit deeper. And then he goes along. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise, take the place, go over to Jordan so that you, everybody say me. And all these people go into the land, which I'm giving to you, given to them, to the Israelites. Then he gives them a tribe. You see, God is a very specific God. He never wants you to wander. He never wants you to wander. He never wants you to just exist. And let's go on. I'm going to go on. How about that? It says, "I promise," he said, "I promise." Everybody said, "I promise." "I promise you what I promised Moses." Everything everywhere you go, you will be on the land I have given you. And then he goes on to talk about what he's given him. But, but what is so important, and I could jump off and go off into this thing of, of, of all this, but I want to stay in the first three verses. When I was in school, what my teacher said was the thesis was at the beginning. And if you can get the beginning... You can begin to unpack a lot of things when you understand your relationship with Jesus Christ. It is simple. It is not complex. It does not cover. It covers all things, social, economic, spiritual, relational. You know what? You know that poverty can be solved through the gospel of Jesus Christ, not prosperity, but the gospel. Because it's only God that can make it rain when there is no rain. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. You call on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you say, God, make it rain, and then God says, rain. I had a friend of mine, he was in Israel. He said, Ron, you wouldn't believe how they use the side streets in Israel. He said, they grow things everywhere. And he said, it's not just small fruit. He says, it's big fruit. It's like huge and I begin to think, what if what if we begin to use what God has called us to use? And to him, Ephesians 3.20, and to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine based on the power that's at work within you. That power is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't care where you go, what you do, and how you do it. But Joshua was in a situation where 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 he had to both mourn and move. He he was in. Now, if you understand during this time when they had a funeral, especially for somebody like this, it lasted a long time to the point that they would go and pay people to come and cry because everybody else lost their tears. I mean, they paid people to come and cry. Because people, they had, they had no more energy. Because of the significance of this brother here, we began to look at movement happening. Now watch this. We begin to see what he's beginning to cross was the same thing that Moses crossed on. He crossed on water when he was a baby. Remember that? And God used the very same thing to take the next step from where he was born until the next generation leader was born. Some of the same things that God has used in your life, your parents' words, their wisdom, your pastor's insight, his understanding. You'll start talking like them and walking like them and speaking like them and manners like them. That's not a bad thing if it's crucified in Christ. There are some identifiers here that are ext- extremely, extremely important. Everybody say recognize. He had to both mourn and move. He, he had to use this significant moment. And, uh, point is here. Sometimes you have a significant moment in your life. It may be terrible or it could be triumphant. But in the middle of that moment, our ears have to be open because God is speaking. If we have our head down, we can't hear. If we have our head down, we can't see. And that's why the Lord Jesus asked us, don't cry or mourn or weep like people that have no hope. Because when you have no hope, you can't hear. You become spiritually deaf to the moment. But in this moment, here we have both faith and favor being unveiled simultaneously. He's mourning on the inside. And right when he's crying, when he is at this moment, God speaks to him. Be careful in the moments of difficulty to keep your ears and your heart open to God. Because it's in that moment that God may give you the mantle and he'll give you the movement. This is God speaking. This is Jehovah Jireh. And and Jehovah Jireh means our provider. And what he's providing is when God speaks, he provides three things. God speaks, he provides clarity. It's clear. Because no one can speak outside of God, the one who created the heavens and the earth. When he speaks, everything else stops. When he was getting baptized, Jesus himself by John. The clouds open up. Humanity stops. Birds stop chirping. Everything stops. God speaks clearly. He says, this is my son and in him I am well pleased. And what he's saying here is this is his moment. Nobody else's. It's the same moment that we're talking about with Joshua. Nobody else is talking. You've got over a million people counting children. And women, and he is saying right here, God himself, this is my man. You see, only God could have brought this connection because Moses was the only leader they knew. It had to be from God. God had to speak to him. God had to make the connection. You don't have to make it yourself. God will make the direct connection for you. The second thing happens is with confidence. When God speaks, confidence rises. When E. F. Hutton talks, people listen. The third thing and when God speaks is a course. action, There is a course of action that's set into motion that when God speaks, he sets things in motion and you can take it to the bank if he sets it out. When my mother was young, she said, I'm going to whip your butt if you don't get right. There was a course of action and reaction as a result. You're doing wrong or you're doing right. If you continue doing that, you're going to be successful. Everybody say recognize. And so here we have this moment. We have four things that we need to recognize. I'm in and I'm out. Number one, we need to recognize who we are. If we could recognize who we are, there would be some trouble in hell. When you walk on your campus, when you walk in your office, when you walk in your, if you only knew who you were you would be dangerous hell would tremble and so he said he 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 called him by name he said Joshua i know who your daddy is i know what your assignment is you've been a servant for a while Let me back up just a little bit here. This just didn't happen over the course of just like a day. This brother had been there for 40 years. He'd been there for a while. Sometimes your assignment doesn't come and your name isn't called and you don't find out what you're going to do for a while. And so you just sit there and you do the next right thing and you stay there until God gives you the next assignment and you keep doing the last thing that God calls you to do. And as you do it, God will clarify your assignment. Then he will speak and he'll say your name. He'll talk to you all the way down to where you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it and who you're supposed to do it with. So many times we try to identify ourselves. That's why everything is marketed around I. You got the iPhone and the I message, and I won't keep going down that I trail. When you start saying, well, I want to do this and I want to do that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to date them and they're going to marry me. Come on, mm, come on. Mm. And before you know, the I wagon is full of who? You. But see, oftentimes in an assignment like this, this is not something that's sexy and flashy. This is something that's real. But you know, it takes a while to do what God has called him to do because it's not something that's just something that anybody can accomplish. And if it was, God wouldn't need to speak. But for what God called you to do is going to be something. It is a God-sized thing that only God can do. And when he does it, everybody will know it. That's why I tell a lot of young people, if people in your family are disagreeing with what you're doing, you need to listen to reason. Boy, it's awful quiet up in here today if you're going to take a step into what you think you ought to do and you have not consulted God about it, you may today, you may want to stop, take a look and look at these first three things I talked about because if it's not clear, that means it's foggy. And and, and if if there's no course of direction, we're lost. And if there's no confidence, please don't move forward. Can I get a witness up in here today? But what God has called you to do, I can tell you before the beginning of time, he has called you to be something bigger than yourself. He's called you to do something that's going to grow your capacity and your will to move forward. He's going to begin, he's already building something inside of you. There's a a Holy Spirit restlessness inside of you. It's, It's restless because you're growing. Everybody say growing. When you're growing, it's restless. It doesn't mean go. It just means grow. Hello. He recognized he had God, gave him the recognition. He said, I know your dad. I know who you've been serving. And then the second thing we have to do is know where we are. This was a historic moment. He was commissioned by God to lead a nation. He said, Go over. Everybody said, Go over there. But But you and all these people into a land which I've given to them, the Israel. This was not something that he could do with human effort. Why? Those people didn't listen to Moses. There's some people that people just don't listen to good people here's what we need to listen to we need to listen to god if you knew where you stood in history you would probably faint because you are on the verge of doing something that's going to change our country's future We are in a nation right now that needs God desperately. We are in a community right now that needs a move of God. We need a conscience. We need morality. We need God in a big time way. And if you understood where you were in history, you would be dangerous to the devil. Let me tell you where you are right now. You're in a land of promise, getting ready to cross over into the promised land. Jesus told his disciples they were struggling with where they were. He said, "Lo, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also me, John 14. If I have not prepared a place, if I'm going to prepare a place, if I had not, I would have told you so. Be comforted in this. Philippians 1 6. He that has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it where you are right now and where you're going to go. When you go off to that high school campus, you got to have it fixed in your mind what you're going to do. You can't go there and then try to decide what you're going to do. Here's what God did quickly installs what he promised him. Here's where you are in history. You're on one side of the Jordan, and I promised you the other side. So, 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 so hold on here for a second. If you ever started out on a trip and you don't know where you're going, and you think you're gonna get where you're gonna be, and you don't have directions, and they ask you one question that would throw you off course. Where'd you start from? Hmm. Now, also that's daunting because I started on a place of impossibilities leading an impossible people. And you're gonna ask me to deal with two impossibilities simultaneously. And I'm not feeling well today because my leader passed away. And over six times, God said to him in these verses, be strong and courageous. You see, who you are or you are strong and you are courageous. Some of you, it will not come out of you until the moment God speaks and instantaneously it will come. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We got some earth movers up in here. We got some scary folk. The devil is shaking in his boots right now because we have a bunch of people that are in the right spot. Being here is the right place to be. God is clarifying even that for some of you today. He was commissioned by God to go to a place, to take an impossible task. He was commissioned by God to lead a nation. Joshua was given orders. But he was given those orders by God. That's key. I can give my son orders if it's not godly wisdom. The third thing, why you're here. You ever ask that question? Why, why am I here? Why am I in this? situation? Why did you choose? You could have chose somebody else to do this dirty work. These people, I've listened to them for 40 years. They didn't listen to him. What do you think are going to listen to me? Well, if you peer into the story, what literally happens is somebody within the group steps up to the plate and says, if you don't listen to him, you're going to die. How many of you know God knows how to sure up the foundation? He knows how to sure up the foundation. I mean, God will begin to position people around you to begin to speak on your behalf. you are thinking, well, why didn't they say anything about Moses? You know, the reality of Moses was this. He was an honorable man. He is an amazing man, and he served the course of his life. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. We have talked about how Moses was that kind of guy and what he did. Why he didn't go to the promised land? You know what the reality was? It was over. It was over. Acts 13, 36, and it says, and David served the purposes of his gener- purposes of God in his generation and then he went to sleep. Here's what happened to Moses. He just ran out of gas and his time was up. And that's it. Sometimes some things in your past, the time is up, the expiration date is up, and it's time to move forward. Now, remember we talked about having mourning, but God pr- pr- Provided momentum. You see, God is the only one in the midst of a situation. Something rises up to provide momentum. Somebody within the tribe says, look, have y'all read the book? This is our leader. God will position people to speak on your behalf to relay why you're here. You don't have to self-promote. God will do it for you. You see, it was so amazing. It's like Jeremiah. uh, He spoke to Jeremiah 1 chapter 4. He said, I created you uh, in the womb. I knew you before you were born. I set you apart and I made you a prophet to the nations. He made you. He knows you. Your mama knows every dimple and pimple and mark all over you there's one thing a mama knows and that's all about the children. God knows you just like that plus. We often question away our calling and our mission, but his goal was to fulfill the mission that God gave to him. And how he was going to fulfill that mission was to hear God's voice. In John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I begin to kick back up to verse five and it says this chapter 10 verse five. He says, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, everybody say, in fact, they will run away because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. When God spoke to him, he spoke to him clearly. He recognized his voice. He recognized the calling of God on his life. He recognized the power of God, the constraint of God, and the momentum of God simultaneously. And we don't have to question away what God has to do for us. Everybody say recognize. The last thing. Recognize the outcome. If I could tell you college students that here's what the music sounds like da, na, na, na 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 same woman. Na na, 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 na na And you're going to feel really proud. It's going to happen at your high school graduation. It's going to happen at your college graduation. Uh, we know what's going to happen when your promotion comes to so your next step. Your boss is going to hear, she's going to say, so-and-so just got promoted. I'm going to say something to some of you. Your victory and your outcome is inside of you. God's placed it inside of you. If you're afraid... You're oftentimes afraid of the outcome. We're, we're afraid that we're going to be successful. He began to talk. He said, every place in which you, sole of your feet shall tread, this will be given to you. I promise, I promise Moses, So man, no man shall be able to stand against you before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fall or forsake you. Be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause people to inherit the land in which I swore to your fathers to give them. That is amazing. If I told you today that everything that you were going to do that God set your face to, that you were going to be successful, how would you approach your tomorrow? Oof. How, would you, how, would, how would you approach your current financial situation knowing where you are right now? There's a, there's a million dollar idea tomorrow. Trust in yourself. Trust in the ability that God's given you. Trust, because because the very inheritance that God placed in you actually is not really about you. It's about three or four generations ago that's coming to bear now. You see, Joshua's leadership just didn't come just through his 40 years. Follow his family line. Begin to look at this. Begin to look at the line of Jesus Christ and see how many the redemptive work didn't just start on the cross. If you look at his family line, a bunch of murderers, adulterers. The redemption started when God said, created the heavens and the earth. That's when redemption started. You've been redeemed. If you know Jesus Christ is your personal savior. Here is the path. Walk ye in it. The bottom line is this. God will always lead you into a place of victory. You will cross impossible situations. But God will get you to your promised destination. You see, God wants you to be successful. God is a judge that judges. When I touched the pot, my mom said, don't touch the pot. The pot's going to burn you. It's going to burn you if you touch the pot. And guess what I did? I touched the pot. And she was right there with the healing salve. To help me get better. Jesus in the garden, right, man, right after the garden incident, man, he had an angel standing by the garden. The very first thing he did was he shed the first shedding of blood was right there. In the very very beginning, Jesus had the promise already planned out for me and you both to walk in. That that relationship happens with a relationship, a abiding relationship with Jesus Christ the hope of glory you see the Christ has to be in you to work through you and Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever and as we understand the outcome then we all can come he said he wished that none should perish He's not, he's not slow or slack in his promises, but he wishes the redemptive work in every single person. Everybody say, recognize. This is a kingdom message. If you recognized your potential, If you recognize the calling that's on your life, if you recognize the voice of God, if there's one thing that we need to continue to move forward, and I know this because I've seen him at work. I know the pastor of this church hears God. I know that. Where did he learn it from? He learned it from his dad. He learned it from a God of his forefathers. More, than more importantly, he learned it from God himself. You see, we oftentimes catch things. I catch things that my good friends do. I mean, we catch things. We preachers get told the most crazy jokes ever. But what I want to share with you today is most importantly this. If you would recognize the potential that you have inside of you, God not would only do an accelerated work because most of the work God's trying to do is sometimes in spite of us. But if we get in concert with God, it becomes something bigger, better, faster. Well, instead of 80 years, it may take 40. Or three or two. So in a relationship that you have with Jesus Christ right now is significant because this year is going to be a significant year for a lot of people in this building. Because God's going to put you in some impossible situations and he's going to give you the mantle. But if you could remember just a few things today. it's going to take you where you need to be. Everybody say recognize. Let's pray. Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, that you would be with me. You would be with us. Lord, we ask you to come into our thought process. Holy Spirit, I pray for an unleashing power of God in this building. Lord, I ask you that under the sound of my voice an undeniable move. Father, we pray over the lives of those who are getting ready to cross over. It seems absolutely impossible. And Lord, I ask you to supernaturally give wisdom, insight, understanding, revelation, But God, Joshua had an encounter with you. We need to have an encounter with God. Some of you today, you would admit that you have grown cold. God's voice may not be speaking as clearly as it used to be. You need to hear from God today. Some of you need an answer from God right now for tomorrow. Some of you are walking in various situations that are over your pay grade. They're over your head. God's given you a dream that's bigger than you. There's no way you could see yourself doing that yourself. But God has already spoke to you and already told you what you're supposed to do. Today, you want to nail that to the wall. And say, God, I need you today. I need you to confirm in my life. If that's you today, you're saying, God, I need a clear word from you. I need to hear from you. If that is you right now, I want you to stand to your feet. I need a clear word from God. Just stand to your feet right now. I need a clear word. I need... God at a high level. I need God right now. How many of you right now would say, I'm in a very difficult situation right now. I need to make a decision. I need God right now. If you just stand to your feet right now, I have to make a decision. I need God right now. I need God to help guide me, lead me. I bet you stand on your feet right now. Some of you are in the middle of changing directions in your life. You're you're going from good to great. You're, You're going from good things to great things. And you need God to prepare the way for you because you can't prepare it for yourself. If that is you, I want you to stand on your feet right now. You need, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God has spoken to you. He's told you something you can't do by yourself. You are afraid. And you know, you know, you know that you're supposed to do it, but you can't do it on your own. And you're saying, God, I am afraid, but Lord, I know that you're with me. I want you to stand. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Lord, I thank you for a church that is supernaturally prepared for crossing over. Great things great people great opportunity if you will just step right now around we will pray we're going to pray for you individually we're going to pray just step right out of your seat step right on down here right now we're going to pray over you right now we're not going to let this set back hey just kind of stay plugged in with us we're going to have all the pastors involved everybody that can possibly if you need a minister we're going to we're going to minister to you okay don't move if you need to minister minister we're going to come on down we're going to believe god today Yes. Saints in the back, if you just begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we need you.